Hello and welcome to another episode of Speed Mentorship. My name is Matt Mackler, your host. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Speed Mentorship. Here on Speed Mentorship, it is our privilege to help build your leadership one video at a time. I learned so much from these videos and I have so many different takeaways that I just want to continue to encourage you to share this uh, with people that you uh, believe would find value with these videos. Super excited for today's episode with Mark Vasilishin. Let's go ahead and dive in. If we could just start by, you know, you giving us a little bit uh, about your background, then we can uh, dive sure. into some of the questions. Yeah. I am actually a first generation Ukrainian. My father immigrated to this country in 1948 and my mother's parents immigrated uh, in the 1920s. Uh, so I grew up speaking Ukrainian before I spoke English. That was my primary language. Uh, gra uh, graduated from Oxford High School, and I have a bachelor's degree from Hillsdale College in Hillsdale, Michigan. I uh, first started off doing a little bit of real estate, which I still have a few rental properties, mm -hmm. but uh, that was my big focus for a long time, and got into law enforcement. I was uh, with Perrysburg Police. I was a sergeant with Perrysburg, and I ran for sheriff in 2004. And I am currently the longest serving sheriff in the history of Wood County. I'm in my fifth term. And uh, we're the only country in the world that elects the chief law enforcement officer. Very unique, hmm. uh, Im that. important difference wow. with our country that was our founding fathers uh, wanted law enforcement, obviously, uh, land of law and order, but wanted to make sure that whoever was in charge of that law enforcement was accountable to the people. And that's why we elect the sheriffs. And Shire Reefs actually came from England because you have a shire and they collected the taxes for the king and and uh, enforced the laws for the kings. Mm. But uh, difference being the sheriffs here answer the people, not to a king. That's and very that, interesting. Uh, yeah, so it is uh, wow. kind of a... And, and do you still speak any uh, Ukrainian at all? I do, actually, with everything going on in Ukraine right now, when I'm watching the news, yeah. uh, it's amazing how quickly it comes back. I don't speak it like I did yeah, as often as I did, but it's, uh, it's one of those things that comes back. So it's, uh, it's horrific what's happening in Ukraine right now, but, uh, uh, but I do understand what's happening. It's interesting that sometimes the reporter is accurate and not as accurate when they're interpreting what the person's saying. So interesting, uh, yeah. Yes. How do you say, like, I'm, I'm the boss? How do you say, like, I'm a boss? <laughs> yeah, I hold a uh, pun. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. I don't know any, what any of that means, but that's, uh, that's beautiful. Good, so you won't know if I was wrong. So exactly. That's, that's even better. Sweet. Okay, so what does a typical day look like for you? What are some of the tasks and stuff that you do sure. on a daily basis? One of the things I like about what I do is no two days are alike. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a wide variety of varieties. Not only do I need to preserve the peace in the county, which we have deputies out there uh, preserving the peace, detectives, etc. I'm responsible for the county 911 system, mm -hmm. so I'm dealing with technologies all the time. I also run an all-inclusive resort called the Wood County Jail uh, <laughs> with uh, about 120 guests that don't want to be there. So I'm dealing with all of their uh, medical needs, psychological needs, uh, hygiene, all those functions uh, run basically, you know, we're, we're feeding them. We also do all the food for the juvenile detention center and Department of Youth Services. So I run a restaurant and kitchen and, and uh, uh, so, so the variety. And then on the civil side, I'm responsible for serving all of the protection orders, civil protection orders, other paperwork for the common police court to make sure all that happens properly. Uh, entering warrants, taking out warrants, which is very, very important because you don't want to have someone 
that is in jail that should not be in jail, and you don't want to have someone that is not in jail that should be in jail. So a lot of responsibility on uh, on that end. So tremendous variety. You know, one minute I'm dealing with a radio issue, next minute I'm dealing with the problem with a dishwasher in the jail, and the next minute I'm dealing with a catastrophe of some event that's happening yeah. in the in the county. So that's fun. Uh, tremendous variety. I've got about 135 employees. And we're obviously at 24-7 operations, so there's yeah. uh, there's never a dull moment. There's always something to do and uh, a lot of challenges all the time. That's good. What do you think are some of the top most successful habits, um, you know, maybe at your work and from a personal side that you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis as well? Engaging with as many people as I can. I think it's very, very important for me to be visible and accessible uh, to the citizens of Wood County, who are my bosses, I have 132,000 bosses. That's the population of Wood County. Uh, I'm accountable to my employees to be visible and accessible to them. And uh, I, I think that's important because it gives me a feel for what the concerns and issue are for my deputies and also what are the concerns and issues of the citizens in Wood County. Okay, solid. So what, um, what stresses you out, uh, you know, what are some of your stressors and how do you manage stress on a daily basis? The biggest stressor is when an employee does sign that's out of context of what we stand for and what we're, you know, we're, we're public servants. And once in a while you'll have uh, an employee that's like, what were they thinking? Where are they coming from? Or yeah. where did this come from? And we all make mistakes. You know, I, I, uh, Every time I interview a prospective employee or any time I reassign someone or promote someone, I talk to them about honesty and integrity, and I tell them that I believe that there was one perfect man that lived here 2,000 years ago. The rest of us make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's how we deal with those mistakes. Yeah. And I tell them, I expect them to make mistakes. Now, if you make the same mistake over and over and over again, we've got problems. But I, I expect them to make mistakes, learn from those mistakes, and... Uh, I would say confess to the mistake or admit to the mistake. Yeah. And I make it very, very clear. If you lie or you lie about a mistake, you're fired. I have yeah. zero tolerance for the dishonesty. But if I have someone that's honest and they understand that uh, and look for servant mentality, yeah. if we have that, we're in good shape. And we can work through most things. And people are forgiving also. They understand that deputies are human beings and they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. The uh, problem is some of our mistakes can be, you know, if a dispatch, 911 dispatcher transposes a number, we have a serious problem. So accuracy is really, really important in a lot that we do. Yeah. And it's hard to be, when you're dealing with human beings, for them to be accurate 100% of the time. It just, it just yeah. doesn't happen. So when, you, so when you see somebody making a mistake and they're not living up to the expectation that they need to be doing and they go in and, and, uh, and it does something that, that bothers you or frustrates you, do you have like a, a ritual or a mechanism or anything that you do to try and calm yourself before you have mm -hmm. conversations like that? I, I tell myself that uh, I need to look at things from their perspective. And that's one thing I think that's very important for anyone, all of us in life to do, especially for leaders, is putting ourselves in their shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm dealing with a dispatcher, for example, and I'm just going to use that, uh, that that makes a mistake, uh, we get 40 to 50,000 911 calls a year. So they have a lot going on. We dispatch 52 different entities. So there's a lot of room for, 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 for mistakes. So I always have to remember that 99.9% uh, .9 of the time, maybe this employee is doing yeah. everything right, so you have to take that into take that into consideration. It's just when someone goes off track is yeah. where it really gets stressed and gets frustrating yep. when, when someone's going down a path that we don't want them going down. Let's talk about ego. How do you manage your ego on a daily basis? How do you keep it in check? How do you make sure it doesn't you know become this huge monster and get out of control? 
Well, I remember that I'm a servant and I work for the people and I have a pass-fail test every four years. You know, every four years I have an election, I have a pass-fail <laughs> yes, test. That's true. So if I don't do my job well, I, that's my very stockholders, if, like from a com- you know, company standpoint, you yeah. know, they're going to have an election every four years. Do we keep the CEO yes. in his position? So I have a pass-fail test every four years. But the, the key is also surrounding yourself with people who are going to be honest with you. For example, your father... Uh, and I and Rob Bettinger and Rick Ruffner, we get together for breakfast on a very regular basis, multiple times a week or you know, lunch multiple times a week. And uh, we really were very frank. And if, if someone listening to our conversation, oh, my God, do you guys actually like each other? Because we would like lay into each other about all kinds of things. And and uh, very humbling experience when that happens. When you know, if I were doing a newscast yeah. or something, your dad would be the first one to say, "Well, you said uh too many times, and you said um, and you, know, you, 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 you did this wrong, you did that wrong, your zipper was down." Uh, all the he, time. <laughs> he, he would be doing that all the time, yeah. and, and and we would give it back, you know, give it back to him. So that kind of kept us uh, in in check. Uh, and also, as I go around and I, I regularly, whether, and I try to, whether it's going out to breakfast, lunch, or different meetings that I have, uh, people, when they see you face-to-face, are a lot of times going to be very frank about what their issues are. They may not call me on the phone. They may not email me. They may not step in. But when they see me on their turf, if I'm in their community, we're doing something, they're going to come to me and say, I'm unhappy up with this. So why would you do that? So, so uh, the other thing I have to remember, though, is to not get upset about the people that either don't understand why you made a decision you made or uh, I think Facebook, I, I don't like Facebook because people say things on Facebook they would never ever say mm-hmm. to somebody's face. Yeah. But they put it out there. So you have to filter out a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of that. It can cause a lot of damage. It can cause yeah. a lot of damage and probably more to them because what they said is just on the internet forever now. Yes. So. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So the key is to, to always know that you're a servant and mm-hmm. having friends who are not going to be afraid to tell you what they really think. What about mantras or language? You know, um, I mean, are there things, and I know this is something that evolves over time, you know, we tend to pick up different mantras, but are there key mantras or key things that you tell yourself um, routinely as you're ready, getting ready to do something, or maybe you're down and you remind yourself of something? Are there any of those sort of things? Yes, actually, I've had different friends of mine that have had different sayings that they would say all the time, and it's amazing how often... Uh, I repeat those sayings like, you know, there's one is the, because uh, I do work virtually seven days a week, depending on what's going on. Uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. The luckier you get, the harder you work. And because uh, that friend of mine says, it's not luck. It's just you're working hard. You're in a lot of opportunities. But people think, oh, he's just being lucky. Well, no, he's working his butt off. And you get a lot more opportunities yes. when you're out there doing things. So yes. a lot of us people, oh, it's luck. Well, it's not. It's working hard. Uh, the other one was uh, coming events cast long shadows. And that's saying, like, for the economy and other things, that there are things that, that uh, are, are, are on the horizon that if you allow yourself to see them, you can see them happening. You know, it's certainly, you know, with interest rates going up and things happening with our economy, that's not something that just happened a month ago or exactly. two months ago. Exactly. We've seen it coming. And, and so uh, that, that, that's another popular one. So they, these were sayings that a friend of mine by the name of Ken Lay, who was a very successful businessman, one of the most successful business people I've ever met. And he, he had these different mantras, and it's, it's amazing. The other one that he said, and I did not understand at the time, and another friend of mine, uh, Brian McMahon, says a lot, and that is, no good deed goes unpunished. Hmm. And at first I'm like, what, how can no, how, it's good to do good deeds. How mm-hmm. can they not go unpunished? Well, what I think it means, well, we, I've taken out of this, 
is you have an employee that you want to do something that, that has this unique situation. It's like, you know what, I'd like to do this for them. And that would be a good deed, but it goes punished because then the other employees go, well, you did it for her. Why aren't you doing it for me? And uh, so that's where you have to remind my people a lot of times where we want to do something. It's like, no good deed goes unpunished. What are the consequences going to be of doing this good deed? What are the ramifications going to be? And if yeah. you understand those ramifications, it's always good to do good things. I'm not trying yeah. to discourage that. Yeah. But you also have to really think about what are the consequences if I make an exception for this person, mm-hmm. how does that affect the other, the other employees? Totally. That's good. So, uh, I mean, obviously in business and career and life in general, we're going to face challenges. You know, what are some of the biggest challenges you have faced and, you know, how did you overcome those challenges? How did you get through some of those situations that you were in? I think the importance is prioritizing things. And every day I have to prioritize or things happen. Uh, cause again, I can have a set schedule and then something significant happens. It's like, okay, do I need to personally go to this event? Can I send my chief deputy? Can I send a captain or do we all need to go to the event? So depending on what it is, may determine whether I personally respond to something. For example, when my special response team gets called out, uh, we try to have one of the top command at, at all those call outs, not telling the, uh, the tactical stuff for them to do because they know that better than I do. Yeah. It's making some of those final decisions of yes, let's breach the door or what tools do you need? What else do you need at the scene to help them do what they what they need to do? Uh-huh. So prioritizing and very important is to prioritize family. And uh, I'm a father of twins. They're yeah. seniors in college. Uh, but when they were growing up, they were going through school, I made it a priority to go to their school functions to uh, go to my daughter's horse shows, to go to my son's Boy Scout meetings, yeah. and go on the campouts. And I thought that people might be upset if I said, you know what, I'm not going to come to your pancake breakfast because I'm going to a campout with my son. Amazing how many, virtually all those people would say, oh, you're, you're doing the right thing. Go to your son's campout. Yes. So it didn't negatively affect me because you're always wondering, okay, people are going to get upset. Uh, when you're elected official, you're sensitive to those things. <laughs> yeah. and, and people have been very, very accepting and appreciative when I would choose to go to something that involved my children versus going to some official event or, uh, or some other function. And, and that, was, that really reinforced and really helped make me a better person because then I could concentrate on their lives and be a dad, which really is the most important job. You're, you're bringing up that next generation. So to me, there's nothing more important than being a parent. Nobody else could uh, do that job, right? Exactly. You and I are the only ones that can do that. That is absolutely right. And there's nothing more important because you're molding that future that's going out there. So uh, I always concentrate and focused on family first. And, and uh, again, it may make longer days, yeah. but it's okay. Uh, it's it's worth it. It's worth it long haul because looking back, I have no regrets of of gee, I wish I would have spent more time at the, more of the campouts. My my son actually liked it when I did the Boy Scout campouts, which yeah. not all boys do like their dad hanging out all the time. My son liked it, so he would always want me and invite me to come to all the campouts, which sure. took me out of my comfort zone too. I mean, that was not my idea. You know, I'm not a camper, yeah. So it definitely took me out of my uh, out yeah. of my comfort zone. So you got your top performers, and then you got your not so top performers. Sure. How do you manage and handle the top performer or the bottom performers? And when is it time to kind of say, hey, this person's not working out? Absolutely. The, the key, first of all, is if they're ever dishonest, they're done. They're done. Uh, they're done. And they all know that. And that's saying, again, because you have to have that trust. You have to have that honesty and integrity. And that's saying that has to, especially in law enforcement, we have to have that honesty and accountability 
transparency. Uh, actually, we've had body cameras, for example, for about eight years now, since like 2014. We were the first in the region to have body cameras. We had dash cameras since the second year I was sheriff. So Again, transparency. Yeah. Someone screws up, I want to know about it, but 99% of the time, it was showing that the deputy's doing the right thing. So so the, the challenge is when there's someone that's not performing well, you have to figure out why aren't they performing well. Is there something going, especially if they were doing really well and all of a sudden things aren't going as well, is something going on in their personal life? Are they having yeah. mental problems? Are they having an unhealthy child? Are they, you know, what, what's going on that, it, that, is, that is causing that? And hopefully it's a short-term thing that can bring them around. Mm -hmm. uh, the other challenge is sometimes people get over-promoted. They, they maybe are a really yeah. good deputy, maybe they're uh, an, uh, an excellent sergeant, yes. and then all of a sudden they move up to lieutenant, and maybe they got a little bit more administrative than they thought it was going to be, or for whatever reason not happy in that position, or now have a lot more responsibilities, and, and they're kind of floating there. So what sometimes can happen is to save face. I've actually had people ask when there's an opening yeah. at the lower level to go back to that level saying, you know what, I, I appreciate that you That's made me good. a lieutenant, but I was much happier being a sergeant. And next time there's an opening, can I go back to being sergeant? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, we will do that. The other thing is to try to bring them around. We, you, we have so much invested in our in our employees yes. that uh, and it's so expensive to replace people and get people in the culture and all, all the processes that, uh, that go with that. So you want to work with them and find out what's going on. And sometimes... Uh, when someone is struggling, uh, another coworker, part of the, you know, let's say a command staff, having them coach someone and work with them, that, that they're, they're going to feel comfortable doing that. Where if I step in as a sheriff doing that, it might be a little yeah. intimidating. Yeah. So when they have a, a someone of, of equal rank going in and saying, hey, what, what are you struggling with or, or why are you having trouble with this and, yes. and working with them? Communicating and, and, and the hard part is letting people know that they're struggling because yeah. sometimes uh, they a, don't want to admit it. Mm -hmm or they're thinking they're covering it up, or they may not realize that they're struggling. And, that, and that's shame on us if we have someone that's struggling Management. and yeah. we don't tell them that they're struggling and not only tell them they're struggling, but how they can improve and then in that. And then fire them afterwards. Like, yeah. hey, what, what, what? I thought I was doing great, you know? Yes. So I, I completely agree. Like, best thing we could do is challenge them, have those conversations, engage in dialogue, engage in that. And um, I, I like what you said, try and... You know, is there something else going on like in their personal life too? Because they, I've seen that so many times as like a root cause for somebody's attitude. And it's like, hey, you know, I can have a little bit more grace if you're open to talk about some of those things. Yes. But that also goes back to culture and what kind of yes. culture you're What kind setting. of culture you have. Because it, some cultures don't allow people to speak up and talk about what's bothering yeah. them or what's going on in their lives. And, and that's a shame because then well, that, everybody loses up. And that's a good tie into, I think, our next question is when it comes to creating a good culture, like... Um, good cultures, you know, I've heard this a lot as well as good cultures don't happen on accident. Mm. They're extremely intentional and they're extremely intentional and curated by the topmost leaders to make sure that they're fi fine tuning things and only allowing things that make sense to be in that culture. So what kind of tips do you have, um, to kind of curate a positive culture in, in an organization? Lead by example. Uh, and as I mentioned, I don't, I never swear. Certainly at the office, I don't raise my voice. I try, I'm always professional. I expect my people to always be professional. Yeah. I communicate all the time, whether it's our weekly staff meeting, which uh, starts out with lieutenants on up, and then we'll have a follow-up after that meeting. We just have our fiduciaries. I also, uh, with, with Eric retiring in July, we've already picked his, his, uh, his successor. So I make sure that the successor is involved in decisions we're making now. 
and making sure that he is involving his successor, which we just appointed. So that way uh, they learn the culture, they learn how we think. And even though uh, Rod Conrad, who's going to be the chief deputy in July, he's a very different person from Eric, Yeah. but I'm having them spend as much time together as possible so that he can see how Eric comes to his decisions and how Eric deals with me. Yeah. How does Eric deal with other subordinates? How does Eric deal with other things going on so that Rod can learn from that? And we have several months to have that happen. Plus, they've always been close anyway. They've worked together for, for years. But it's, it's making sure that when I am thinking about something or want to discuss something, a lot of times it was just Eric and I in the room. Well, now I make sure that Rod's in the room also yeah. so we can discuss things and come to, hey, here's a problem that we have. Uh, here's, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the best way to deal with this? And I want Rod to learn how Eric and I discuss it That's and so how we good. come to an answer and certainly very interested in his opinion on this. Because he's going to you, be part of the you team. Said, uh, how often are you communicating to the whole team? Uh, once a week, every Wednesday. Once a week. We, have, we have a weekly staff meeting. Again, once in a while I'm awesome. out of town or something, but even if I'm gone, then the chief deputy or someone else runs that meeting. That's really but good. it's a weekly of uh, I'll have different things that I want to make sure are being, being brought out. But we also go around the room and everyone talks about their world, if you will, and what's going on in that world, what challenges they have. Uh, for example, the lieutenant of the, of, the, uh, of the detective bureau may talk about some of the cases they're working on and what the status is on those cases or crime trends. Yeah. Uh, the road lieutenant will be talking about, you know, hey, you know, a deputy hit a deer last week and the car's totaled, deputy's fine. Yeah. Uh, maybe talking about new uh, employees and how they're working out. The jail is going to be talking about jail issues, which for a long time obviously centered around COVID and yeah. how we minimize COVID exposure in the jail. So uh, we would have that weekly meeting, which really uh, benefited me a great deal because I'm hearing every week what is going on throughout all the different uh, divisions of the, uh, of the office. And then everyone else, part of being one team, one office, they're understanding, oh, wow, I've got this problem. Ryan, that, that, you know, this week, that person's really having some serious stuff going on in their, yeah. in their division. And like, you know what? I can, and the other thing that's happened, which is really nice, someone will bring up an issue they're having, and someone else will say, you know what? We can help you with that. Uh, I've got someone that can, that can do that for you. And, and it really uh, helps with that team and one office approach because so often, and certainly when I first took over, there were the different divisions or bureaus within the office, and they didn't work together. It was almost like competitive. Of, I have my knowledge and yeah, power. Sure. Uh, I'm really important because I know what I know, and you don't know what oh, I know. So unhealthy. So, yes. so unhealthy, yeah. But that was, that was the culture when I took over, and it really took years and years to get beyond that culture. Yeah. And now it's so beautiful to see the detectives and the road working together and the civil division working with the road and the jail and you know helping, helping transport prisoners or whatever needs to be done or the deputies at the courthouse going the extra yard to do some things to make yeah. less burden for the jail. So it just, uh, it's beautiful to see that, but you have to nurture that. You have to encourage it. Yeah. And I have to be the cheerleader when I see that coming and say, hey, great move. I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, that's great that you were able to help yeah. uh, help the jail, or it's great that you were able to help the road. Well, obviously what you're doing is working. So, you know, yeah. so far, keep on. Yeah. Keep we on never take it for granted day. though. Yeah. Never, ever. That's the other thing that's really important. Never, ever take it for granted. It's a yeah. work in progress. Okay. And then to wrap it up, final question is, uh, if you were to restart your career today, what kind of advice would you give yourself? You know, that's, that's uh, and I saw that question before I came in. I thought, wow, how am I going to answer this? Because yeah. that, that is not an easy question to, uh, to answer. But I think uh, to try to enjoy the moment, there actually there's a book, it's called The Power of Now. I forgot to mention that. It's actually a book I should read again. And it's really the importance of enjoying whatever stage and whatever you're doing right now. 
Uh, and, and I go back to when uh, uh, my wife and I had our, had our twins, and uh, I would hear people say, oh, well, it'll be great when they get out of their diapers. It'll be great when they can want. It's like, no, you got you to love the stage they're in. And, and we really, I don't want to say forced ourselves, but we cherished the moment from, you know, being little infants that are 100% reliable, can't do anything. Go, wow, I can't get any better than this. And, you're, you know, it's like, you know, and, and, and then they get to the next stage and it's like, Wow, they're in a right. This is even better than it was before. Yeah. Can't be any better than this. And then you know, as as they grow and they, you know they go to kindergarten, or whatever. And it's like, wow, it can't get any better than this. You know, they're yeah. sponges. They're absorbing everything. They're interacting with little people, and it does. It just keeps getting better. Now they're uh, graduating college, so I hope it keeps getting better. I can't. I miss them. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah. it's the power of now. And I, and I guess so. If I were to give myself advice, is to always remember to enjoy and appreciate what you're doing in life right now because life ends up being memories and you 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 have to enjoy the now uh so so often our brain is thinking about the future or thinking about the past yeah. but we need to focus more on the present and enjoy the present and make the best of 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 the present that's really good all righty mark thank you so hey. much for your time today my pleasure very fun good thank you if you guys found value in today's episode make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and as always, thank you so much for being a part of our leadership community and look forward to seeing you guys on the next one.